You're listening to the Creating Your Own Path podcast, episode number 110. Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Jen Snyder, the host of Creating Your Own Path, and each week I share conversations with those working in various creative industries. We cover a lot of ground on this show, but the ultimate goal is to unearth the stories of others so that we can uncover and better understand our own. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast app. You can also catch a new episode each week at creatingyourownpath.com. So I am back with Melanie Beely today for another co-hosted chat. As most of you know, Melanie is the 2017 CYOP Artist Resident, and she is awesome. If this is your first time listening to the show, I want to welcome you, first of all, but I also want to advise you to go back to episode 101 and listen to my interview with Melanie. You can also catch our last co-hosted show, which is episode 106. She is an incredibly talented artist, designer, and I'm so, so grateful to have her helping me out with creating your own path this season. In today's episode, we are talking about a few topics that we both find a little bit challenging from time to time. Things like motivation, focus, and organization. I think oftentimes all of those things can sort of go hand in hand, whether you have a nine to five job or you run your own business. So this is us talking about those challenges that we face on a regular basis, what's worked for us in the past, and things we want to be better at moving forward. Let's get to the show. I have an, I think I really like for real have a phone, an iPhone injury. Uh oh. Like my thumb. Oh no. I think I have text thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's like a real. Oh no. Oh my God. Yesterday at the end of the day, I was like, what happened to my thumb? It feels like it's like throbbing, like all like at the bottom of my hand. Whoa. So looked it up and like. That's how they describe text them. <laughs> Quit scrolling, Melanie. I swear. You know what, though? Um, put it down. Put, yeah, the- <laughs> put the phone down. Step away. Step away from the cell phone. Um, no, it is a real thing. Um, and that repetitive motion, we've talked about like my back injury. I'm for sure, like 100% sure that part of the reason I have back issues is because of the way I like crane my neck down. Obviously everything's connected, right? And so what's going on up in my neck and shoulders is connected to what's happening in my lower back. So um, yeah, it is, it is a thing. Anybody who works for themselves probably, well, anybody who works anywhere, honestly, like if you are in an office where you have a crappy chair or you know what I mean? Or like your desk is not positioned properly or you try to do the standing desk thing and um, maybe a bad posture. Um, I'm raising my hand over here because that's exactly what I'm doing right this minute. <laughs> I know. And um, I like, so I'm trying play, to be better. Like, like on the couch, like, like when I'm not at my desk, I'll like lie on the couch all messed up and like look at my phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> like with my neck all squinched or, you know, like, like to one side and yeah. yep. Yeah, and it's like, and then I'm like, I get off the couch. I'm like, oh, my shoulder. <laughs> right. And you like feel like, like, dude, do you see how you were like looking? You know, like, yeah, you're lying there like a weird pretzel or something. <laughs> well, and you don't realize that like yeah. 30 minutes has passed, and there you right. are on Twitter and Instagram. There you are. Then you realize it when you have text them. Right. <laughs> you're like, oh, that must have been longer than I thought. Right. Well, that actually kind of 
leads into a little bit of what we should be talking about today. First, I kind of want to follow up on the last episode that we recorded together. Um, and we talked about your pop-up shop that you were doing and how it was kind of like kind of nerve wracking, kind of um, you were trying to figure out a bunch of stuff and see how it goes and all of that. And so how did it go? Well, I learned a lot. I feel like I learned a lot from the experience. So I, I sold one painting at my pop-up shop to my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) But that being said, he bought it as a gift for someone and he probably would have just bought that person something else had I not had a pop-up shop that day. <laughs> there you go. So I'm looking at that as a win. And I have since then sold a few paintings that I made for the pop-up shop, just not to pop-up shop people. So oh, I, I look at that. So that's good. You know, the wor- it's not like I don't feel like I, I, I thought I was going to sell more at the actual shop. Um, that didn't happen. Some of that is like some external things, um, about like, like, um, there was like not, there were hardly any customers that day. And I found out later that it's because the store was actually closed that Saturday, the day before because of some building maintenance. And the, some of the employees thought that people thought it was closed all weekend. Oh no. So I had that going for me. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I've never done one of these before. So the, the person was like, um, so do you want to set up here? Some people set up here in the front by the door and the cash register. And there's more foot traffic here. And then some people set up in the back, like away from all of the hustle or whatever. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just set up in the front, you know? And, um, I, I think next time for me, I don't think that's the best place for me because I feel like people are on their way out. I mean, some people are on their way in, they're going to just keep going. And then other people are, are like paying for their stuff and they're on their way out. Yep. Um, I had like one guy came over and looked at my stuff and he, he was, and then I, I swear he was asking all these questions about these two prints and he was like, well, maybe I should get both. And I was like, you know, just standing there with him. And then, and then the person at West Elm was like, the cashier was like, Hey, we have your chandelier ready. And I was like, oh, man. And he goes, oh, sorry. I got sidetracked looking at this art. And then, of course, he comes back. His hands are full with this big chandelier package. Oh, man. <laughs> so no sales are happening then. Um, I did give him my card, though. And he and I like some people took my card. That was good. Um, there were some people that asked questions about the art. And that was cool. Um and it, and I feel like it was a good experience for me because I was so nervous about like doing it, you know. And then it, so then I realized it wasn't that bad, um, like well, being out good. there. And, stuff. and then the other thing was, um, for me, like I had too much stuff out. Like I didn't curate the table, you know. Like I, I, and I, because I wasn't really sure what I was gonna, what I was gonna sell, and I just kind of had, I, I feel like I had too much stuff for people to look at. So next time, if I, you know, do another one, I'm going to really pare down what I put out there because it can get overwhelming. Right. I could see that. Um, That's so interesting. And there is retail psychology about where you want to set up. Any, anytime you're by the cash register, it's usually things that are a quick grab. Like not not, not art for your home. Um, (laughs) Not necessarily anyway. I mean, if it's like giftable stuff like cards. Yeah. Or 
or maybe a small print, right? Um, but usually it's not like abstract paintings no. that, are like... <laughs> that you really want to like think on and look at, look at, right. <laughs> and maybe look at from far away, you know, right. to see where, how it might fit in a home or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that the cash register is tricky. Um, and if it's by the door, yeah, that's, it's like an added element. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I, you know, I don't know how your West Elm is set up. I know how mine is, but. <laughs> yeah. So um, next time, if I but... do another one, any sort of pop-up, I'm, I'm going to, like, it's cool because, like, I learned those things. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. So, and I had, I would have had no idea unless I experienced it and saw, like, saw what happened when people were looking at the stuff and then it was their turn to go to the cash register. You know, it's like, right. okay, I'm just like those things at the grocery store that my son wants to buy you right. know, or whatever. Did you just call yourself a Slim Jim? <laughs> right. <laughs> or like a pack of gum. Um, right. <laughs> no, uh, but, but I will say like you said, if you have smaller items, like giftable, quick little things, yes. whatever, yes. I don't know, maybe make some keychains or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but then that, now you're talking like then it's something but um and when you talk about the amount of stuff um it's when you were talking about it, it I rem- was reminded of a conversation I had with um a woman who in, here in Sacramento I've interviewed her for um a magazine that I write for and she has a mobile boutique and she works with a lot of different companies and brands to to sell their stuff right so through wholesale and all of that but what she did um at first was like set up her truck at home to see like when people were walking in, what would they see when they were walking out? What would they see? Cause she has a truck, it's a truck. So she has like yeah. a very limited space. And I would think that it would be interesting to see, like you said, how is your table curated? How is right. like maybe set it up at home first or, or something Yeah, to see what, if it feels like a lot or, or not. And I guess it also depends like what's around you. You know, whether you're set up in the back or the front or, you know. So, yeah, that's really interesting. I've always kind of wondered about those types of pop-ups. So I appreciate you kind of giving us the scoop on how that that went. Yeah, it was Um, cool. Good. And I'm I'm glad that some people took your card and maybe they'll. Yeah, me too. You never know. And how cool is it that you said you sold, like, the art you made for the pop-up shop? It still sells. Like, it's not like you made it. And I actually have another like a show coming up in September at this um, boutique here in the neighborhood near where I live. So all the stuff that I made, like like prints and things like that, if I want, I can just take them to that show. Oh, cool! That's going to be like a whole month, not just like three hours. Right. So (laughs) so it's good. I have some stuff for that. (laughs) Good. Good. Okay. So the reason we are talking today is because. Well, we have stuff to talk about. (laughs) And, um, you know, today I wanted to talk about like motivation and focus and things like organization, because I think that a lot of times that can be tough, whether, especially maybe if we work alone, it can be really hard to like stay on task and not get distracted, um, which I guess could be the case if you're working with somebody else as well. But first of all, do you find it challenging at times to stay motivated to do the things you need to do to run your business? You know, it depends. I think I go through, like, I feel like I'm mostly productive. And then I have these like little, little slumps, usually like after I finish a project, 
like I just like we just spoke recently and I was telling you like about the West Elm thing. Like I was creating all this work and getting all this stuff ready. And then once it was over, then, you know, I come back the next week and I'm like, I mean, I know I have tons of stuff to do and tons of things I could work on, but I'm like, okay, but where do I start? I've been working on this for every day for like this long. And now I just want to, you know, watch pretty little liars and like whatever (laughs) else I can find to watch on TV. And that's fine if I'm also painting while I'm doing that. But if I'm just lying there, you know, right. Scrolling on my phone and getting text thumb, then that's not the best use of my time. (laughs) So I think I just have to, sometimes it's like, sometimes it honestly, it's just about allowing myself that time, you know, especially if you're doing like a big project and then you come off and you feel like a bit less motivated. That's okay. As long as you don't wallow in it. And then sometimes that just for me is like, talking to someone like you and, you know, kind of like shaking off the cobwebs and, you know, getting that burst to move on to the next thing. Yeah. And so what sort of tools do you use? So you call people. That's right. <laughs> uh, that. Yeah. Um, which is great. Um, like I said, I mostly motivate it. Like I wake up and I, and, and I think, you know, a lot of that is time constraint because my, I have a six year old son and he's at school and I only have a certain amount of time in the day to get the stuff done and right. he's home. Right. So like if I really want my focus time, I have to grab it. That's so that helps. Point. That helps. Well, so I have a similar issue with motivation. Like let's say I have a big story that I have to write, lots of words. Mm-hmm. And once I send it to my editor, like even if it's two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, Woo, I'm good for the day. And mm-hmm. I'm like, No, you're not. <laughs> You still have like three, four hours that you can keep working uh, and you do have stuff to do that maybe is like not as sexy as writing a story that although that's not sexy, just so you guys know, that's it's not very sexy to actually do the writing, but there are plenty of things that could be done, but, but it's like, oh my gosh, okay, woo, I did this big thing. It's turned in like it's in somebody else's hands now and I lose motivation afterwards. To, mm-hmm. to continue working, which is hard right now because one of the things that does keep me motivated is the fact that I've, you know, bills to pay. <laughs> and so, uh, like you said, it's and, and kind of the constraint thing, right? So I got this office partly as a, as a built-in time constraint. I come to the office, I work, I go home, and I try not to work. Sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't. But for the most part, I am trying to sort of shut the door on work so that I can like, I don't know, hang out with my husband (laughs) and my dogs and my family and, you know, all of that and just not be an obsessive working person. So what is the problem? Like, so like whenever you finish like a big thing and you feel, does that, does it, is it just for the, that afternoon that you don't feel motivated or is it, does it linger? It depends. Yeah, it's totally situational. So um, so the way I get around that little like, woo, I'm good. I don't have to do anything else because I did this one thing today, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy because if I were in an office, that would not be the case, like with a boss telling me what to do. Mm. When that happens, I usually do something like go for a walk, a quick walk around the block, or I'll go grab a coffee or a tea or... I'll light a candle. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like I need something to signify like, okay, boop, you've, you've done this one thing. You've spent this chunk of time on this thing. Now it's time to switch your brain into a different mode so you can mm-hmm. do the other things. So that's one way that I've sort of tried to 
trick myself is that I, I give myself a little bit of time of like, what, maybe that's celebration. Like, woo, you finished mm-hmm. the thing. Um, but like, you don't get to celebrate for the whole afternoon because you still have stuff you have to do. <laughs> Whoa, you're tough. I mean, kind of. <laughs> well, you know what I like. You should I said, take yourself to the movies every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, please know that I, this is not, it doesn't always work. Like sometimes I talk myself out of going for the yeah. walk and doing the rest of the things and I just go home and like read a book or watch a movie okay. or whatever. Okay. So okay. please know that this is not, it does, it's not always successful. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I will say that sometimes I get into a slump, like we we talked about yesterday um, off the record, but we were talking, you know, about like the feast or famine sort of yeah, situation that a lot of us feel if we work for ourselves, it just is part of part of the deal is that when I'm not busy, I hate hate using the word busy, but you know, when I'm not, when I don't have a lot of things on my plate or even any things on my plate, like there have been times where I had no jobs (laughs) coming my way. It's really easy to be like, cool, day off. Mm -hmm. Instead of like we talked about yesterday, sending those emails. Right. Because even if you send out like five emails to people who you want to work with, or like maybe you're pitching yourself to be on, I don't know, a local news station or whatever. Like you're, you're trying to put push yourself forward a little bit in another way um, that doesn't have to do with like producing work. Does that it make builds sense? momentum. It builds and it, momentum. It, it, and it feels like you're doing it. Well, you are doing something. Right. Because those are. are, that's part of your job. Right. You are doing something, but it actually, it helps you keep going. That's, that's definitely, I feel like doing something like that is a big way to get out of that slump. Yeah. Like the rolling stone gathers no moss type of thing. Uh, Um, and so you don't have to roll fast. (laughs) You can, you can roll a little bit and then that's right. You can roll and then you can, you know, watch pretty little liars. liars. (laughs) (laughs) You can roll again later. Yeah. 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 No. So, um, so I think that, like I said, knowing that I at least need to continue paying my bills is huge. Um, but I also growth, like I, um, I want this residency to continue for the foreseeable future. So, you know what I mean? Like I, there are definitely things motivating me that are, that I set in motion knowing that they would kind of push me forward, but accountability, like calling each other, I have to tell you. So people who are listening, um, we keep talking about this, but uh, Melanie um, called me yesterday and we talked about this little like slump that we've both been in and having that accountability partner, somebody you can call and be like, I'm in a slump. And they're like, well, blah, 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 (laughs) X, Y, and Z, do try this maybe. I don't know. Um, I have to tell you, Melanie, that I ended up sending emails like the emails that I suggested you send mm-hmm. yesterday. Yay, I good ended for you. up sending emails and I was like, well, if Melanie can do it. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to do it. Like I feel like I'm in that I'm yesterday talking to you and going through all of that was like that's what I needed. That right. was my push. And today I woke up and I'm like I have this on my list and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. Yeah. Whereas sometimes the day before our... I was like, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so. and getting out of your own head about it. That's yes. why like, um, for example, when I was going through all that angst of like, do I leave my part-time job or not? Like, how, what do I do? I called a mentor. Like I called mm-hmm. somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. So I do feel like, um, 
sometimes just getting out of our own heads, especially when we work alone, is really important. So accountability partners are awesome if you can find one. And it can it, it doesn't have to be like a formal thing. I mean, this residency <laughs> has set us up as accountability partners in a way, which is really <laughs> awesome. So um, it's like a bonus. Which um, will continue after the residency is over. <laughs> for sure, Zs, for sure. I think that that's really helpful, especially if you're feeling like you're in a funk. Um, so what about focus? So when you're actually working, so here I... I know social media is the worst for me. I am a perpetual scroller mm-hmm. and, um, okay. So Instagram, for example, is so pretty. There's so yeah. many pretty things to look at. And I'm, and I'm genuinely stoked for people who are like, I know there's a lot of like FOMO and I'm sorry if um, my friend's on vacation and she takes beautiful pictures, I'm going to go ahead and watch her Instagram stories because I love seeing beautiful places through the eyes of other people. Yes, Um, me too. And so, uh, so anyway, so I get stuck in that, that like rabbit hole of pretty. And Mm. then on the opposite side of that, I also get stuck in the rabbit hole of um, and I don't want to get too political on this show, but um, I don't know if you guys know this who are listening, but um, our country is in a very weird spot right now. <laughs> uh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Our president is crazy. Oh, God. Oh, God. Don't even. Yeah. So um, so <sighs> there's just a lot happening right now and politically, but also like legally. And um, I have gotten myself set up following people who are really, really, really intelligent legal minds because I am fascinated by the ins and outs of how, like, how did this happen and how is it happening? Like what's unfolding seems unprecedented to me. Um, but there is precedent, you know, in terms of legal matters, um, and how this all works. And so I can get really distracted by (laughs) resisting, uh, a fascist government. Yes, I know. Right? <laughs> so, um, like I, I can, I, I'll call my senators all day long. Like, you know, all of a sudden I'm like resist and, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't get anything done in the morning because I watched, um, this woman who's a lawyer talk about the process of whatever. And so it, it's really easy to get distracted right now because there's so much craziness happening. And so, mm-hmm. I have a few things that I'm trying to implement, like the jury's still out, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether or not I'm completely successful with it. So have you heard of the Pomodoro technique where you set a timer? Yeah, I try that sometimes, actually. I have a little timer on my computer that I I, I don't do it like – there's like a specific – time, right? They're yeah, supposed to do it. I think that it's whatever works for you. Like, um, I know some people do 45 minutes and some people can do 90. I usually can't do a 90 minute chunk of time. I need, uh, it's gotta be shorter than that. And then, and then I'll do another chunk of time, but I have to be able to like stop for 15 minutes, maybe stand up, I don't know, get a cup of tea or whatever. <clears throat> so that's been helpful And I feel like sometimes when I'm being timed and I don't know if this is just like my type A used to be an athlete kind of mentality, but when I'm being timed, I work faster. Mm. I actually am like, okay, how much can I get done in 45 minutes? Yeah. You know, versus because, okay. So as a writer, I'm the worst at self editing when sometimes I just need to write that shitty first draft, you know, Mm -hmm. and then go back and edit. But I tend to self-edit instead 
which takes longer. And I mean, takes longer. Sometimes it all comes out in the wash. You know what I mean? Do you spend your time self-editing first or do you go back and edit later? Um, but I do find that I tend to get more out all at once if I don't self-edit. And I, when I'm timing myself, I realize like, okay, just get it all out. Mm-hmm. You know, because I want to see how much I can get done in whatever the time limit is, whether it's 45 minutes or 30 or whatever. And so I've tried that. I've also tried, even though the, my timer is on my phone, but actually not having my phone where I can see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even if it's like tucking it into a shelf, mm-hmm. like behind some stuff. <laughs> where it's locked like, up in yeah, a freezer? <laughs> not even locked up. Like I just can't see it. I'm not kidding. So my desk yeah. is facing a wall right now and I've got a table in the middle of my office. Sometimes I just go set my phone on my table behind me <laughs> and then I don't scroll Instagram yeah. because if it's here, it's a self-control issue. No joke. No, I, I, I have that too. The self-control thing. Yeah. So like what, where do you find yourself losing focus? Is it when you're painting or is it when you're doing other no, stuff in your business? No, okay. I can paint and I can paint for like so long and be totally okay with it. Like I'm totally fine if I paint. If I'm like doing stuff on my computer, like if I'm using Photoshop or sometimes even Photoshop I can do I can do better. But if I'm like trying to like write something or research something or if I'm just or if I'm not doing if I'm not painting. Like if I'm not painting, I might pick up my phone and just right. start looking at it. <laughs> so painting is kind of the grounding is what grounds me. Yeah. Well, and luckily, like that's a good chunk of your job. Yeah. So so that's pretty awesome. Got that. I got that going for me. Yeah. Well, and I know I have friends who are. Um, I have a friend who's a photographer, and she started going to like um, pottery classes because she mm-hmm. can't check her phone. Because her hands are gross. <laughs> because she's at a at a like she's doing oh, like nice. throwing pottery. So yeah. um I mean it's a hobby thing, but still there there is our society is pretty connected. And I think that part of my problem is that all of my work happens on a computer. For oh. the most part, unless I'm packing up boxes of books to send to people. <laughs> like and honestly, that's I don't outsource my shipping because I like to get away from my computer and put together boxes and wrap things up and tie bows on things <laughs> and send them to nice people. <laughs> so um, it, it's the act of doing something with your hands that's not, you know, it's not associated with a computer or a phone. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely, I've been feeling this a lot and especially, you know, I threw my back out and, and part of the problem is because I'm always on a computer or a phone. And so I'm trying to find things that I can do to, to not be so connected. I think it's like, you know, it, it's, it's that whole, it's a cycle. Like once you are able to break the cycle, once you don't automatically reach for your phone, then you stop reaching for your phone. But it's, right. it's getting to that point. Yeah. Well, I've like, heard I, don't, things... I don't know how to get to that point either right now. Well, uh, there are tools where you can, which... I think would be really telling and also super embarrassing <laughs> to where you can time how much like you, there's an app you can get, I think where it times how often you check your phone and how often yeah. you're on social media. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I think I would probably be really sad about myself <laughs> if 
yeah. I got that app. Um, but, you know, it might be necessary. But, yeah, I think people who do jobs that are maybe with their hands that aren't – it's not in front of a computer, it's a very different experience than what I'm yeah. working through. I'm also really bad – like. I wake up at night a lot. Like I oh, wake yeah. up at like two or three in the morning, almost every day. Like it's crazy. Like, and I'll read, I'll read on my phone. I'll scroll through Instagram at two in the morning. Oh. And then of course, then my mind wakes up. Right. And then I'm like, well, I'm up and I've right. been looking at Instagram for two hours <laughs> or I've been on, on my phone literally for two hours. I've done that before. And I'm like, dude, if I would have just gotten up I don't care if it's two o'clock in the morning. Think of all the stuff I could have done in two hours. So I have that sort of regret like from it, you know, like like everybody is asleep and yeah, so I can't sleep. So what? Get up and do something else. Right. (laughs) Don't just like read Facebook and get angry or whatever, (laughs) you know, that's that's what I've noticed too, what you were talking about earlier about our government and everything. Like every time I'm on Facebook, you know, I feel like I just get angry. So (laughs) Everything else is okay. Facebook is angry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we can talk about yeah. <laughs> the differences between social media. It's like Instagram, everything's beautiful. Twitter, right. what the? And then yeah. <laughs> and then Facebook is like, what, Grandpa, you feel that way? Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, totally. No, it's it's a weird, we're in a weird, we're in a weird place. If anybody we listening who's not in the U.S., just know that our government does not represent all of us. Um, and the crazy things that are happening, just FYI. Do you feel that, that's that remorse when you keep doing it? Like, uh, uh. yeah. When I look up and I realize that I missed something or just way more time has passed than I thought and I could have been doing something productive or, or even not productive. <laughs> like, right. uh, I could have meditated for those 30 yes. minutes or I could have done something else. Um, read a so, book. Read a book. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I guess the jury's still out whether or not I will actually time my social. And, and there are things where you can put it on your computer and block so certain websites. I've, yeah. heard of, I've heard of those, like, self-control type things. I would like to get to a point where I am not having, like you said, once you break that pattern. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think I'd rather versus um, – like use something almost like a crutch. I would rather be pro at like the Pomodoro technique is actually really helpful for me because I do, I focus on the task at hand because I know I'm being timed. Right. Even though I implemented the time, it's like nobody else is implementing it. It's me. But if, if there's a timer on and I've got to get, you know, these four things done in 45 minutes, like, let's see what can happen. I might only get three done, but then I can set the, I can reset my timer for another 15 minutes. Yeah. And get it done. I like that. I like the timer technique a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't, I, I know I, you know, I never would put those other things on my computer or my phone, the ones that lock you out yeah. because you can break the lock by ch- turning it off. And I would just turn my computer off. I know myself. I'm like, who cares? And then I would just end up spending more time waiting for my computer or my phone to turn back on. Right. And then like, I just, I'm, you know, I don't know. I think sometimes I think those sort of blocks, like that help people, but they don't help me because I know that they're not real. Right. You I talk myself mean? out of believing them. Yes. Like they're not real. It's just more annoying. Right. Well, <laughs> totally. Well, and I feel like um, what is a good motivator for me? So I guess we're kind of going back to motivation, but like a good motivator for me is how do I feel after 
I mm-hmm. get a ton of stuff done in 45 minutes. I feel fantastic. How do yeah. I feel if I've been scrolling for 45 minutes? I don't feel fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think for me, it's usually how I'm going to feel afterwards. That is a good indicator of like what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm doing this like on a physical level. Um, recently I stopped drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. I wasn't drinking like a ton of alcohol, but I was drinking enough where I was like, Ooh, this isn't making me feel very good. Mm-hmm. You know, like a glass of wine after work or whatever. So I cut it out and, and uh, like at the end of April and I've had like a glass of wine or a couple of beers here and there, but I found that when I do have those couple of beers, I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a physical reaction to alcohol right now. So it's a, it's a thing I'm trying to like see if, you know, the elimination mm-hmm. diet type things where you can see what's causing issues for your digestion and other things. So um, anyway, so it's been interesting though to see like, oh my gosh, it really does make, that's why I was feeling so crappy. And mm-hmm. I think that the same could probably be said for how much time we're spending on things that don't make us feel awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram, I know, I know Instagram sometimes makes people feel really crappy. So like whatever it is, I think for me, it's remembering how good I feel when I get a bunch accomplished in the time mm-hmm. that I had just spent <laughs> doing stupid stuff, like not being focused. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. <sighs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, damn, we got to get a lot of stuff done. Um, okay, so I promise you guys this afternoon I'm going to time myself um, for all the things that I have to do. Um, I'm going to I'm going to use some timer. I'm going to use a timer today too. Okay. I may I did make a joke about having text them, but I really do. I just want people to know this. This is for real. Like yesterday, I must have scrolled on my phone so much that I actually have some pain in my hand today. Yeah. So I am going to have to take a break unless I want to like use some other weird fingers to look at my messages or whatever. Right. <laughs> you got to be careful. I'm going to have to take a break from my phone. Right. So, okay. so I've got that going today to help well, break that cycle. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a good deterrent. <laughs> I know. Trust me. I feel you on that one. Um, okay. So one thing I did want to mention though, is you talked about waking up at night. Um, I know a lot of people who, who either turn their phone on airplane mode and don't, they won't turn it back on until the morning or they leave their phone. My husband leaves his phone. Well, my husband, okay, so he's got a crazy internal alarm clock. He wakes up super early, automatically, doesn't need an alarm clock. I am not necessarily that way. I wake up early, but I'm I'm not necessarily, you know, up and at him. I'm like, oh, I got to get up. <laughs> uh, and so he leaves his phone in another room. It's not, and it's not next to the bed. Mine is next to the bed because I use it as my alarm clock. Well, you know, the alternative to that is to get a real alarm clock. <laughs> right, right. So, um, so that's, I think that that's, that's something that I need to be a little bit more intentional about. I wake up thinking like, like today is Thursday. So I needed to promote the podcast episode that went live today. Like I wake up and think like, oh, podcast day. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many downloads it's had so far because it goes live at midnight. And <laughs> right. then I wonder, uh, like, oh, yeah, I need to download the the artwork that Melanie gave me. And, oh, I need to write the caption. And, oh, like, yeah. when I wake up, which is not necessarily 
um, when I need to be focusing on those things. <laughs> like, honestly, I probably shouldn't write anything when I first wake up. That's how typos happen, y'all. <laughs> so anyway, it's it's interesting. It's interesting um, how distracted we are and yeah. different ways we can get around it. So, um, okay. So the last thing I want to talk about today is organization. How do you stay organized, Melanie? Or do you? I kind of do. I mean, I'm pretty good about that. At least I'm not saying I'm going to do all the things that I've wrote, written down that I have to do, but I do know what I have to do. So that's good. So I use Google Calendar for everything. So that's my, that's where I put like appointments and like, like when I have to actually, when someone else is involved, that's what's on Google Calendar usually. Um, but like I have to-do lists that, that, that I have every day. And so I have in addition to my Google Calendar and I, I use that app, Todo or whatever. Oh, To-Do. Yeah. T-E-U-X, D-E-U-X. Yeah, um... Swissness. Yeah, Tina Roth Eisenberg. Yeah, I love it. I've used it for a long time. Oh, so I use that on my phone and it's on my on my desktop. So like it's on a browser and it's on my phone as an app. Oh, and it okay. syncs everything. So and I love it because I can just move stuff around and um which I move stuff around a lot. Um <laughs> yeah. So I just I use those tools. Those help me stay organized, those help me know what I'm supposed to do. And then I decide if I'm gonna you know, there are some things that are non-negotiable. Like today, I am talking to you. I am recording this podcast. That's Aww. not something that's going to, you know, but, you know, send out one email to someone might get moved to tomorrow if I don't want to do that today. Right. Or like something else comes up. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So do you use a paper planner at all? No, not no. anymore. Okay. Um, I use paper, but I use it for other stuff. Like, like I use journals and those are more for ideas and and some things that I just want to write down, like, I don't know. Do you use a specific kind of journal? Like I know, um, I've been thinking about starting using the bullet journal. Have you used the bullet journal? No, I just used Like I am a weird, um, well, obviously I like collect, like anytime I, if I see like some really cool looking journal, I might pick it up. Even so, I have like a lot of blank ones, so I'm trying to use those up first. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> well, I think the bullet journal you can actually use the technique with any journal. You know, they've obviously they've created a specific product, but um, I think it's translatable to any um, any journal. But no, I was just curious. You know, I, there are so many different planners. Um, I've tried a lot of them, um, and some of them are so beautifully designed, like the get to work book from Elise Blaha Kripe. Um, I know she was a podcast guest a long, long time ago before she created the get to work book. Um, and I loved the get to work book. Um, but I found that I didn't use, it's like, I didn't use it to its full potential because I, I tend to keep it a little bit simple. So mm -hmm. when I do like big planning, like multi, quarter planning, which I do. Um, I, I don't always follow those plans to a T, but I definitely, it's really, I feel like it's really important for me to like look at the big picture sometimes. Sometimes that's like a vision board. Sometimes it's an Excel spreadsheet. Sometimes it's a combination of things to like track all the things that are in my brain and just do like oh, a yeah. brain dump mm -hmm. of ideas and things I want to work on um, throughout the year. So the Get to Workbook really tried to like 
get all of that into one planner. And it, again, it's like, it's really beautifully designed, but it, I just didn't use all the tools it had. And I do think that for the day to day, I have a paper planner, but it's really more of a place just for me to put a to-do list, right. Mm-hmm. Um, for that day. And then I use Google calendar as well, um, to schedule. There are other tools like I've used for certain jobs and mm-hmm. gigs, like certain um, clients or employers use different things, um, like to plan out editorial or to do like big project planning. Those are different mm-hmm. types of tools than what I'm talking about today. Like um, really, it's more just making sure that I can keep, like you said, you have a place to put your ideas and you have a place to put appointments Yeah. And like for like what you were just saying about the writing, like looking at the big picture and thinking about like big projects, like Mm -hmm. I, I do write those on paper. Like, yeah, I have, I have like different kinds of like, I I call them all sketchbooks, but some of them are more like journals. Mm -hmm. And like, if I have some kind of idea for an art series, or if I have, then I want to write all that out. And that's only the only things I put in electronic form form, or items on a to-do list or items in my calendar that I, places I have to go. Um, but if I'm going to think about things, I need to write it down with pants. Like, and I have big, like blank. And for me, it's blank books. I need blank books, no lines because I want to sketch sometimes too. And I don't like lines. So yeah, a bunch of blank books. That's what I have. Okay. That's interesting. Um, and I also have stuff that like my blank books are like, like I'm looking at them right now because I was just going to look through some of them today. I have these big sketchbooks that I paste stuff in. Like, so if I see a color palette I like, like in a magazine, like for this picture or something, I'll rip it out and I'll paste it in and I'll write color palette. And I have like tons of weird stuff like that, like all right. kinds of notes and like Cause like, I should take, I should take pictures of some of the pages. Like there's should. like, there's of like, just, I have like a stack of them right now that are, that are waiting. That's a blog I should do that waiting to for happen. sure. Yeah. Um, or an Instagram story. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know it's like, um, you know, what we all used to do before Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I like that you've you like figured out, okay, I need things without line. Like, I know that sounds simple, but from a, usefulness standpoint like I think it's important to think through what works for you you know I'd like to hear what other people use so me too um, I want to know yeah just well and do you do you keep it simple do you have like a um a set thing that you've been doing for years and it just works for you or are you constantly because I feel like I'm constantly trying to try different things and it's not necessarily that one thing isn't working it's just that maybe it's not working well enough it's mm-hmm. not efficient enough or it's, like I said, I, I, there have been certain planners where I just don't use all the tools that they offer, even though it's great that they offer them. I just, I don't, it's not useful for me. Like my, my brain doesn't work that way. Um, are there things that we talked about today that you want to be better at? Yes. I want to be more conscious about how I schedule, how I um, use my time because I feel like, you know, there's a lot, I have a lot of things that I want to do and a lot of things that I have to do, but I need to be more dedicated to using my to-do list for 
actionable items. There's different kinds of tasks that I have to do, and I need to start thinking about them in that way. Like, for example, I have to create art. That's one of my types of, you know, and it could be a lot of different ways and for a lot of different things, but that's one of my big things. And the other thing is I have to be doing um, activities that are related to making money from my art. So whether that's like uploading new products or if that's emailing people to that I want to work with. So those are like two separate things, making art, making money. Right. But I have to like separate them out and do, you know, not just just be painting for a week or not just be, you know, figuring out some products to make or whatever. So I need to be more dedicated about my time and how I structure it. Yeah. And like intentional, like this is the time mm-hmm. I'm setting yes. aside for. Yeah. Yes. I could absolutely be better at that as well. Um, and I think for me right now, the focus thing has really been the biggest issue. Um, so I hereby swear (laughs) (laughs) that I will continue like almost tracking my time to make sure that I do not get distracted. I'm actually holding up my hand right now, you guys. (laughs) I know nobody can see me. Pinky swear. Pinky swear (laughs) that I will, I will do that. Um, and I will be keeping my phone out of my line of sight so that I'm less distracted. That's what I want to work on. Um, Thank you, Melanie, for having this little chat with me today. Um, I know we covered a lot of what might seem like random ground, but it's just things that have been on my mind lately um, and things that I struggle with. So I I feel like it's good sometimes to talk through and let everybody know that we all struggle with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Jen. Okay, so remember you can find out more about Melanie and yours truly over in the show notes along with any resources we mentioned in today's episode. You can also find us both on Instagram. Melanie is at Melanie underscore Beely, and I am at Jennifer E. Snyder. And like we mentioned, if you want to share some of the things you use to stay motivated, focused, and organized, the Instagram post for this episode is a great place to do it, and we'd love to hear from you. Last but not least, if you're enjoying the show, please, please, please take a few minutes to show a little love over on iTunes. This show has had hundreds of thousands of downloads over the years, which is pretty crazy to say out loud, but I think we're sitting at around 30 reviews and ratings right now. So here's the deal about iTunes. iTunes reviews are awesome. I love getting them. I read them as often as possible because it makes me feel happy, but they also help other people find the show. Because iTunes operates on an algorithm like everything else in the world right now, every star rating or review that people leave for the show indicates to iTunes that people actually care whether or not this podcast succeeds. So will you help this podcast succeed? Pretty please. It would mean a ton to me. So remember, if you are not an iTunes user, that's totally okay. We're on Stitcher and Google Play and all the other podcast apps as well. But maybe if you have a chance, you can share creating your own path with your friends or people on social media or anybody else who might need to listen to the show. All of that makes an impact too. So I really, really appreciate your support, you guys. Okay, that does it for today. As always, thank you for listening and I'll catch you next week.